Hey there, romance readers and kinky friends. We would love to keep the discussion popping on Instagram. Head over to romance at glance to play with us and recommend our next book. Romance at a glance. Uh huh. Romance at a glance. What you say? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Well, hello there, friends, to another episode of Romance at a Glance. I'm Bridget. I'm Shawnee. And we are here today to talk about some romance. Romance, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Cherish Hard by Nalini Singh. Um, I have to say, I'd never heard of her before this uh, book reading. I had heard of her um, in her supernatural uh, worlds. So we decided to read one that we both had not read. Read? Redden? Redden? Read it. <laughs> One that we both hadn't read. And so we chose Cherish Hard. Um, and I just have to confess quickly that I fell down a deep, dark well of Nalini Singh books. And I'm not proud of it. But I'm not not proud of it. And I may or may not have read like six books this week. We don't know. Bridget. I didn't keep count. <laughs> so in case you're wondering about the other books in the series, I know about them because I also read them. I just want everyone to know that Shawnee is literally looking at me with shocked expression on her face and it's just not saying anything. We have not been talking in the last week because we don't want to... We don't want to spoil. We don't want to spoil everything before we talk about it on... on, uh, Romance at a Glance. Romance at a Glance. But I had no idea. Like, I I suspected it was one book extra. (laughs) A deep, dark well. Deep, dark well. And it was a wonderful place to be. I was happy to be there. Uh, I have uh, what you may not know is kind of an addictive personality. Thankfully, does not come into any of the negative addictive behaviors at all. It's really only books and movies and TV shows. So it's like if I like really love a TV show or something, I'll like, or an actor or something, I'll watch like every other movie that person's been in or like a director, I'll watch everything. Or if it's an author, I think reading is my biggest Um Addiction. My biggest addiction. Yeah. So it's like if I really like an author, I'll all of a sudden read like 30 books if they've written 30 books. I and mean, I'm like, what did I do last month? I read their the entire same. catalog. That, I'm pretty much the same. It's really if there's an author who writes really good sex scenes, mm-hmm. then I will go down the deep dark well. Mm-hmm. That and food. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to eat. Eating is fun. Uh, I don't get as addicted to eating, except for maybe Coca-Cola. I do like my Coca-Colas. But I don't really get as addicted to food per se as I do. Like, I don't have to eat like, oh, I ate this hamburger. I have to go back to that restaurant over and over. See, I like, I won't eat fast food, but every so often I get a craving for Taco Bell. And if I go there, then I will go there every day for the next two weeks until I am (laughs) so sick that my body physically is like, no, we're not going back to Taco Bell. And then I can get back on the wagon for the next three years. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, so anyway, so this book is about um, Issa. Issa? Issa? Issa Rain. Issa? Okay. Mm-hmm. Issa Rain. And uh, I have to say that I really enjoyed her as a heroine. Did you? I did think that she was maybe a little bit too flawless in terms of like all of her like bad characteristics are really like not that bad like when she runs away from him but it's because she's like worried about getting hurt and I'm like well it's not really a bad thing that's just kind of like a self-preservation thing so she was like a little bit um a little bit sacrosine 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 how do you say that word a little bit uh 
You know, a little bit angelic for me. There you go. But there you go. but at the same time, once they got together, she was willing to like loosen it up a little bit. So I was like, all right, well, I could buy it. I tried to like give her a little bit of grace because they kind of set it up that she's just breaking free, mm-hmm. like of this rigid kind of thing that she's been in with her family mm-hmm. and everything else. Um, she really frustrated the hell out of me, like. It just seemed like she was always trying to take care of everybody. And after a while, it became boring for me. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, we get it. Everybody's sick and needs help. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, why are your teenage help siblings need so much help? Like, yeah, it's like, like get your first- shit together. <laughs> I know. I mean, one has, like, real medical problems, and the other one's, like, they're all teenagers. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like you got to cut the cord a little bit here. Yeah. Like, uh, And, like, the first time they're about to, like, get down, she gets called away by her family and I swear like three different people call her in that scene three different people do call her in that scene and I would be so frustrated I would have turned my phone off and been like look we banging now it's happening yeah Yeah, I can call you back in 15 minutes (laughs) like or an hour um it actually now that you say that makes me think about in love actually the woman who always answers her brother's phone call and you're like, stop. No. Stop enabling. What are you doing? <laughs> Go have sex with this sexy Portuguese man who wants your body. Yeah. that. Oh. But I do, aside from that, which I thought was more so in the first half of the book, because mm-hmm. I feel like her siblings, once they met him and recognized that they were being a little overbearing, kind of like grew up a little and started to handle their stuff on their own a little more, which I thought was nice. Um and gave her a little more space to kind of be her own person, which yeah. was good. Because that was really the first half of the book. I didn't really feel like that happened in the second half as much. No. But she was definitely, like, marriage and baby hungry. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, 23. Is that how old they said he is in the book? He's 23. Yeah. So she kept going back and forth on, like, he's too young. He's not going to want a baby. He's not going to want marriage. And right. <laughs> I'm just, like. Let's just get to the bang at first. Yeah. Let's just, let's just yeah. And also, like, she, yeah, she was putting a lot on him. Yeah. She was putting a lot of, a lot of, like, preconceived notions. I'm like, some people want to get married at 23. And the funny thing we is, he seemed more mature to me yeah. than she did. Totally. He was like, I got to, I got to build my business. I got to do this for my family. I got to, and this was a really, for me, really mature, like, uh, kind of um, approach as to, she just seemed to be playing um, what do you call it? Like defense all the time, mm-hmm. like family defense, mm-hmm. where things happen and you're just cleaning up the the mess. Yeah, and she was like running away from him, and the fact that he's like, "No, I'm serious about you," even though she wanted to get married. But this guy who's like, "I clearly want to be with you," she kept being like, "I'm running away," <laughs> and I was like, "No, run into his penis, <laughs> run into Fire. him." Uh, yes, I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, in some, possibly too good, yeah. possibly a little boring in the first half of the book, especially, yeah. definitely an enabler of her entire family. But I think she grew a bit more of a spine when she, like, like he freed her up to kind of, like, think a little bit about her future. He did. I, I thought he gave her some good advice in the book. There's moments where I was like, oh, that's some good advice, not just for this character, but for, like, people in general. <laughs> Good on you, Sailor. Yeah. Go on, Sailor. Show bad, ass <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Who names they, her kid Sailor? And they describe him as being really fine. Like, they did a good... She did a good job at uh, describing, like, what he looked like physically. Yeah. So I had a really nice picture in my mind. Yeah. Um, I could not quite figure out how 
um, when they when she describes Issa, um, um, I couldn't quite figure out how big she was because I kept saying like she's curvy or not, or people say this, and uh, and I was like, I'm really confused now as to. Yeah, it was like she thought she was too big because her mom's like willowy. But then everyone else is like, you're sex on a stick. Yeah, like you're just curvy, right? Right. Okay. So I think she was like maybe a size 10 and curvy. Oh, okay. Is what I'm thinking. That's like me. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think she was, I don't think she's like plus sized. Okay. Because I feel like that would have been more of a thing somewhere. Like someone else would have made a comment or, you know, because like everyone's still hitting on her. Yeah. You know, so it kind of is like. So Which is not to say that people who are plus size don't get hit on, but I mean, typically in like novels and media and stuff, that becomes more of like an issue. Yeah. Or not an issue, but more of like a focal point. I, I couldn't guess. tell if it was her describing herself or her I think it was that she didn't understand that she was beautiful. Okay. And that he like He was like, You banging girl. Yeah, you banging, let's bang. <laughs> let's bang, bang on, let's bang. bang on this cocktail. Cock or this uh cactus. <laughs> let's bang on this little baby cactus I bought you. Oh, that's right. Hey girl. Uh, I bought you a, a yeah. succulent. Yeah. And speaking of succulents, uh, where did you fall on our hero rating? Was he a McDreamy for you or a McSteamy? Um, so he was um in between he well, physically the way they describe him, he was a McSteamy. Mm-hmm. I do love a man who works with his hands. I like that he had a like a very like his job was it was just realistic, like He's a gardener. He's starting his gardening business. It's like, this could be your neighbor type of thing. So I kind of like that realism with him. Um, and any man who's like starting his own business, to me, it's, that just gets sexier. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So he was. they did pretty good uh, on uh, the McDreaming. Yeah. Scale for me. I think he was, for me, he was like, uh, he was like, a, he was like a an outdoorsy McDreamy. You know what I mean? Because he's definitely a McDreamy because of like the businessman and he's got goals and he wants to marry her and he's, he's kind of like the, the whole package in that sense. Yeah. He doesn't just want to sex her up, although he does want to do that too. But he also, you know, he also is like works 10 hours a day. So he's got like the body, you know? The body. Because like 10 hours a day of physical manual labor doesn't actually always equal someone with a sexy body, but it can. But it can. <laughs> and it did in this instance. <laughs> so I have passed many a landscape architect, and I'm like, or or construction worker or something, where they're, I'm like expecting them to be really physically fit. And I'm like, but but you, you snack too much. <laughs> what? <laughs> or are you drinking too much beer or whatever? Like, I wanted to enjoy your muscles, and now I can't. Yesterday I got hit on pretty heavily by my neighbor's landscaper. And he was fine. Yeah? Like, he was built. His forearms were thick. I love forearms. Oh, my God. It's a good, it's a good thing. And in my mind, I was like, oh, can't do anything here. But goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the rough hand thing. Like, I feel like in my mind that's nicer than it might be in real life. Like, when she described his, like, fingers rasping over her flesh or something, yeah. I was like, yes, get it down. And then at the same time, I'm like. Did he scratchy. wash his fingernails? <laughs> like, oh. like when they banged right like after work, and yeah. she's like, "I'm like, after ten hours of digging in the dirt, he would be disgusting. His nails would be nasty. His nails would be nasty. Yeah. He's like putting them inside her, yeah. and then like, I mean, his entire body would be like not only just sweaty because I've had sex with someone after we've been like exercising or playing sports or sweating." But it's like, this is a whole nother element if you're like planting shit and there's pollen on you and there's dirt on you and there's. Listen, I garden like every day. 
Yeah. And I'm in the dirt all the time. And the amount of dirt that gets under your nails, even yeah. I keep them clipped low just so I don't get like a ton. You can't get it out with like a without a brush. Yeah. So if he didn't have like a nail brush on hand, I don't. I mean, yeah. He wasn't like brushing his nails on the way to her house to have sex with her in the middle of the <laughs> night. Like, like be clean. I'm sorry. Be clean. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but you know what? It's a book. It's a and book, I, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I was here for it. The one thing I was not here for with him was, and in general, I kind of feel this way when he's like. I'm not going to give up because I'm determined. And I'm like, this is literally only okay because this is a fictional book. But in real life, if the lady says no, you don't get to just keep pursuing her and trying to have sex with her. You need to back the fuck off and write. Like, and unfortunately, if Isa had done that in real life and he backed off, she might never have found the love of her life. And you know what? That's her loss. She needs to go to therapy and figure out her shit. But in real life, like, I'm just not wanting that myth of like I'm going to keep pursuing her and until she makes a decision about me and like figures out if she's serious I'm going to like sex her into like staying with me and I'm like that doesn't work like I've had some real real good sexual experiences and in none of those did I lose my facility to recognize if I was like in a good place or not or if I wanted to stay with the person I mean there were definitely times where I was like I'll keep dating you for a few more weeks because I just want to bone but (laughs) never was I like I'm you know what this might be the love of my life no No. I always knew no I always knew you weren't the right one for me yeah yeah (laughs) And that's, like, one thing that I feel like is a very, very prevalent theme in yeah. romance novels. Yeah. That I I kind of get, because, like, women, I like to be pursued. I like people to think I'm sexy. But I also, you know, like them to respect, like, no, I don't want to date you. So please see yourself to the side of my life. Yeah. I, I like, I give pretty hard no's. When I when I say no, it's because I've, I've thought about everything. I don't just, like, throw out no's, you know, yeah. <laughs> all willy-nilly. I'm like, hmm, I've assessed the situation, and the answer is no. And that no ain't changing. I put my foot down, like Bridget says. <laughs> yeah. I have never once lifted the foot once the foot is down. Once the foot is down. <laughs> the foot is down. That's it. There have been times where I have been pretending to put the foot down, and I have been wiggling it in front of them, saying, <laughs> I might put my foot down. <laughs> and in that case, they knew because I was like, well, maybe. I never said, like, no, I'll never see you again. That's yeah. the foot down. If that was the case, I was like, maybe next week or call me later. Like, that wasn't. I was leaving that door wide open. Wide open. Wide open. Yeah. If the door is closed, the foot is down, that's it. It's not, it's not subtle. Like, it's pretty... It's pretty yeah. blatant. <laughs> yeah. So that was my probably my least favorite thing about him. Yeah. And and in general, I also read a couple of her other books. It seems to be a recurring theme that her, the guys are like, the strong, like, I'm going to go after what I want types, and I know I want her, and I can make her happy. And it's like, I guess, like, you're, if you're thinking of it in terms of, like, I can make her happy. But a lot of times I feel like it kind of comes off as, like, I need her in my life. Yeah. And it's like, what if she doesn't need you? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, I kind of wish, it's a, running theme, it's a running theme in a lot of books, and I kind of wish sometimes that they would show people backing off and allowing someone else to change their mind versus like, Come I'm, to you. yeah, I'm going to drill this into you until you can't see anything else but me. And it's like, well, that sounds kind of abusive. Like, um, it seems a little, little uh, rapey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little on the, little on the forcing it side. A little on the rapey side. A little on the sexual harassment side. Mm, yeah. You keep doing overtures and yeah. you keep saying no. You know. 
And so even though I'll uh, excuse quite a bit in a romance novel, like it, it is a theme that I think we don't always need to go to. Yeah. Yeah. But that said, he's sexy. He works with his hands. And he's a businessman. And he's a family man. We didn't even talk about his family yet. Oh, that's right. He's a family man. And I feel like a lot of times it's either the the male character has a bad family life and the female has this like idyllic family that he joins yeah. or vice versa. In this case, vice versa. She sort of joins his idyllic family and brings along her two teenage siblings who she loves to join this idyllic family. Um, and you know what? I was okay with it. Who doesn't want a wonderful, warm mom and a dope-ass Maori stepdad with cool tattoos who gave his son tattoos when they mm-hmm. became men and is like taking everyone camping and mm-hmm. they're still banging and I'm like I'm here for it. Listen, the Maori are some of my favorite. I, I watch all the YouTube videos of them doing like the haka, uh-huh. whatever, and I sit there and I drool and yeah. I drool some more and I go to the next video and I drool a little bit more. So I, I'm here for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I did like that. Um, and maybe this was a little bit further in, but. Um, there was a certain point where someone was trying to, this is a little off topic, but someone was trying to um, find information about the uh, the company that she worked for. Mm-hmm. And they had this moment where, you know, her mom was trying to blame uh, Sailor. Um, and she's like, no, no, Sailor wouldn't do it. And I thought that we were going to fall into this whole thing where that became the angst of the book. The whole thing was that she blamed him. It turned out he didn't do it and whatever. And I was actually pleasantly surprised that they shut that down really quickly and they didn't go that route yeah and then like, he was like did you think it was me and she's like never yeah and he's like oh great i was like oh great yeah. that was so like unexpe- yeah no it was unexpected because i was like that was the expected way to go yeah so i was like really happy they didn't do that i agree i agree usually the the trope is like she or he immediately is suspicious of this new person who's clearly like wouldn't do that and and yeah i thought that was nice too yeah. i like that she like they both like stood behind each other like unequivocally once they met which i thought was cool yeah was like good. he was like yeah if you want to be a teacher be a teacher like do it do you yeah and i i always think it's funny though when someone's like really rich in a book and they're like trying to get rid of this money and try not to spend this yeah, money like, go fuck yourself and it, yeah <laughs> it's rude i'm like bitch if you don't spend this money yeah she's like i'm not rich I just have this, like, millions of dollars in a trust fund with my name on it that's gaining interest. I don't use it, though. And I'm like, why not? It's in your name. And I know you're struggling with your business, and you could really use an influx of income. Right? She never... That was one thing I thought was really interesting, and I actually thought that was a cool thing between them, was that she never offered, well, I could be your angel investor. Yeah. She, like, already recognized he if he won't take it from his family, he's not going to take it from her. Yeah. And so she was coming up with, like, other strategic business ways that he could get the money from angel investors, which I actually thought was cool. I was like, oh, that's it. Because clearly she has the money. Yeah. Um, And, and even co- when she says, like, the only reason I afford this apartment is because I had to get one big enough for my siblings. And I'm like... Yeah, and you had a trust fund to pay for it. You, If I needed to get a house big enough to fit my siblings, I, I would have to move out of Los Angeles because I cannot afford a house big enough here <laughs> to fit everyone in my family. Like, I don't have, like, a magic multi-million dollar trust fund with which to magic, purchase. Magic bank account. Yeah, with which to purchase a bigger apartment or bigger house. Like, that's... Even, Not in, even in the book, though, she's like, well, I'm, it's still maybe over the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did think that was, like, it's just one of those things where you're, like, so why don't I make that much money as a teacher? And I'm, like, 
Well, that doesn't matter because you have lots of money and both your parents run international enormous companies. You own 30% of your mom's company. You're a rich lady. Embrace it. (laughs) You're a rich bitch. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry you're not a poor teacher. You know, you can choose to pretend that. But, like, you own 30% of a major company that makes lots and lots of revenue. You are not poor. Yeah. It it a little bit annoyed me because you have him here struggling and her being like, no, 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 I'm not going to. I'm just like, girl, yeah. if you don't get out of my face with this. Yeah, she lives, he lives in like a tiny, like, four flat with four other people where he has, like, this baby apartment where yeah. it's just him. And she's, like, swimming in her luxury loft. But, but not that much money. It's not, it's not, it's not about the money, it's though. It's not about the money. No. That's not why they love each other. Yeah. Which is, they which just is are nice. the perfect for each other. Since they were teenagers, he knew he was going to marry her, so. Since they were teenage. Oh, yeah, that's or right. Or he was a teenager. I guess yeah. she was probably already, like, he saw the 19 or 20. Running away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the other thing, right? Like, that moment for me was kind of unrealistic where she gets broken up with at the party. Uh-huh. Like, that, that for me was, like, I was like, ah. Like, like, that doesn't happen? Like, not that it doesn't happen. I think you can get broken up with. But it was because, like, oh, he liked this other girl and he wanted her to humiliate her at the party mm. and whatever. And I was like, "What?" But you were dating, like you were actively dating, and like, I I just thought it was like a little bit like, eh. you know. And then she didn't want to talk to him at first because he saw her get humiliated at the party, and uh, I was just kind of like, eh, "This seems like a weak barrier." Yeah, I definitely think her being embarrassed that he had seen that was a little stupid. Because I'm like, "You're a grown ass woman now." Like, yeah. You can- I I mean, although I think the reason, if I'm remembering right, is because she thought he was friends with. She thought he was friends with So the he ex. must be like a bad guy. Because yeah. his ex the ex was clearly a bad guy. Yeah. Which I guess that I kind of like I'd be a little leery of like the friend of someone who clearly turned out to be a piece of shit. Like, oh, maybe he's a piece of shit. I don't yeah. know. But I feel like there's people you've met as an adult that you knew as a kid and you right. kind of started over. Yeah. You didn't go like, hey, you know that 13-year-old stuff? I mean, I do. I look them in the eye and I'm like, I know what you did. <laughs> Motherfucker, I know what you did. I remember the spitballs. I remember throwing crap into our cleavage. That's because like, you're dark. You're yeah. dark. So dark. I actually never had anything really bad happen to me. But I know what they did to other people. Yeah. And I will hold that against them until they prove otherwise. <laughs> I, I actually I, don't see any people from high school that I don't want to see. I, I I only saw my no, best like, friend from elementary school. It was a girl. And, um, like, it was kind of cool because we just picked up. Mm-hmm. We haven't hadn't seen each other in, like, 20 years or something stupid like that. Uh, but we were best friends in freaking third grade. And we just, like, picked up where we left off. And the craziest thing about it was that we had kind of become the same person, which was weird because we were the only two people in our school who had overprotective parents. So... If my mom, if there was a party and my mom was letting me go, her mom would be like, hey, is your mom letting you go? And if I said yes, then she could come too. <laughs> if my mom said no, then she couldn't go. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to be that mom. Oh, I'd yeah. like, is so-and-so's mom, like, knowing they're a hard ass, yeah. are they letting them go? Oh, they're not. Well, this other parent is not going to be there, clearly. It's going to be just <laughs> So I'm, like, not going to be the mom who knows the dirt about all the other parents. I'm going to, like, rely on someone else to know, like, which parents are flaky and will, like, let kids be in their house underage or something. That would be me. I will be the nosiest, like, in your face. (laughs) That's going to be my husband. You know Leo's going to be doing that. He's going to be fucking searching her room and shit. I don't even have to have kids, and I will still be the nosiest parent. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about 
what kind of book we're getting into. Are we getting down and dirty, literally in the dirt, figuratively into the dirt of the kinky? Are we staying in vanilla cream territory? Mm. What do you think? Uh, for me, this book was um, vanilla. It wasn't vanilla as fuck, but it was vanilla. I, I, <laughs> I specifically thought that the way they were talking to each other promised me more than vanilla, but they only delivered vanilla. They talked about handcuffs at one time. They talked about a little kinky stuff, a little kind of control stuff. They never delivered that. It was all very much the basics. I said it was sexy as fuck, vanilla, because it was <laughs> sexy. And there's some dirty talk in there. Yeah. I did like the dirty talk. I like the dirty talk. Because that's always Ooh, left Love out. dirty talk. Yeah. But it was vanilla. Yeah. I did say there was a hint of kink in the air, <laughs> like you said, because there was the, the promise of handcuffs that never materialized. The, oh, wait. They did materialize once. He, he like. Oh, you're right. On her desk. Uh-huh. He like tricked her at one point and handcuffed like one hand. I'm not sure if you got both of them, but he got like one hand. Yeah, or whatnot. and then the, yeah, and they but like that, laid her on the desk and yeah. gave it to her. Yeah, and that was. But then she never handcuffed him back. No, and, and then, I would have handcuffed if he said he was down for it. I would have handcuffed that man. I would have licked him so out quick, hopped <laughs> on that D. I would have been so thrilled. I don't, all those muscles just splayed out for me. It's very rare that that uh, a guy's like willing to be handcuffed, right? Well, at least that I found. So as soon as he said that, I would have been been like, wait, could you just repeat that just for clarity? I would have been like, hold that thought. Let me get my Amazon app out. (laughs) Which handcuffs are best for sex? (laughs) Rush delivery. You got that prime. (laughs) Yes. One day prime? Okay, fine. I can wait one day. I like that. One day prime? Okay, fine. (laughs) Okay, fine. Uh, Um, But yeah, I mean, that was, they, they mentioned handcuffs. I like the dirty talk. He had that good controlling dirty talk for me. It was like, I was like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And I love that they had that in there because honestly, I don't really hear dirty talk. Like the dirty talk is usually the narration talking about what's going to happen, but not like the actual person. And then when they were doing it, he was dirty talking, which we all know. We ladies love that Hell, shit. Yes. Good God, don't be quiet. I was so into it. I was so, I mean, I read like five more books. And some of them also had great dirty talk as well. So I was very into the dirty talk. Did, the, did you find that the other books had uh, different, l- less vanilla? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of all, them. Some of them did. Some of them were less vanilla. Some of them were more like one of the books, the person was much more dominant. Um, oh, we're, we're going to have to talk about this I know. One of them, it was someone who had um, been a like – assault and sexual assault survivor of her past ex. So that book was like about uh, him sort of leashing his instincts to be very dominant in bed, to give her time to like get over a lot of the trauma that happened and them kind of discovering like what stuff would like trigger a flashback or trigger trauma and what stuff was like, okay, which was kind of interesting because she was very much into all of the, like him being dominating towards her. Yeah. But also would like, if he like one of the times he grabbed her hair and, and it instantly like sent her into a flashback, which then he immediately stopped and like they waited until she calmed down and then they talked about it. But yeah, um, that's real. Th- which was kind of an interesting, an interesting thing of like both of them sort of, like being like if she had never had trauma, they would have been totally one hundred percent on the same page. But they had to kind of like find their way through, which I thought yeah. was cool. Did they did they do a story about her sister? 
the W the double amputee? Not not that I saw, okay. but I also haven't read all of them, so I don't know. Okay, Wait, I haven't so read all the ones in the series. How many are in this series? Because well, there's like this, so there's like this series, which is the hard play, and then there's the rock hard, which like the characters kind of overlap in some of them because oh, okay. rock hard is his sailor's brother. Um, is one of the characters in that. So that's the next one I read because I didn't know they weren't in the same series. And then I read the other one in that series. You know what I mean? In Cherish. Because, like, I was, Got like, it. reading the next people. So um, I don't think they're all available in audio. That's why I didn't see that they were. I was reading them on my Kindle. Yeah. And also I was reading them uh, through my public library. Shout out to Los Angeles Public Library for ooh, providing ooh. me with the sexy reading ooh, times. Ooh. I mean, the L.A. Library. Yeah, L.A. <laughs> I mean, they, uh, L.A. Library's been getting people getting people on and off. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. I mean, I found, I got my first romance novel out of my, li- my middle school library at Northridge Middle School. <laughs> Danielle Steele, woo-woo. Yeah, I read all my romance novels from the library. I mean... I would say 95% of the romance novels I've ever read have been from the library. Yeah. Um, I would say that's accurate. Like, um, once I found Daniel Steele at my school library, I, I became an avid reader at my local library. Sure. And I could not bring those books home most times because my mom would not have allowed it. So I used to just stay there with, like, a blanket and just read these in the aisles yeah. on the floor. Heck yeah. Until, like, I finally found, like, a good enough hiding spot. I used to do that at Borders, too. Yeah. If they weren't at the library, I'd go to Borders, and I'd just prop my feet up. I'd read an entire novel. I'd exactly. be like, cleared my Saturday, ready to read this whole book. And then I would leave and not pay for it. I'd put it right back on the shelf. Yep. Feel no. It's probably why they went out of business, because of me. <laughs> because, because of us, Bridget. <laughs> And, and then when they opened the cafe where you could read the book while drinking like a hot chocolate or something in the cafe and then put the book back, I was like, this you, is the best thing that's ever happened. You done fucked up. Yeah. Y'all don't <laughs> even know about my addiction to books. I mean, like my best friend and I would do that. We would both lay on the ground and read separate books and we'd doggy ear all the dirty pages. And then we'd swap books when we were done and I'd know exactly where all the sex scenes were because she had already At the library? Ear. At the library, at the bookstore. So that's just rude. Dog-earing pages of a book you don't own is rude. Oh, my God. It was so rude. <laughs> it's Completely so rude. rude. But I think that we helped out. Whoever bought that book knew where the sex scenes were. I think they looked at the dog-eared pages, and they're like, I'm going to get one with no dog-eared pages. <laughs> this book has been read. Read. We broke bindings. I mean, we were. I used to like rude. to. I mean, I like to, like, read the story. I want to, like, I want to, yeah. like, know, know the characters a little bit before. Like, I'm okay if the sex scene happens right away. Yeah. Like, I'm down, if that makes sense. But I also like to know a little bit about, like, what, what's the plot? What's happening here? What's Where, happening? What, are we, what are we doing? What kind of book are we reading? Well, it was funny because my favorite books that had, like, the best sex scenes, they had a copier at the library. <laughs> <laughs> so I could go spend 50 cents and copy, copy the sex scenes out of the book. That's... And so those are what I kept. The in, best thing I've ever heard in my home. whole life. <laughs> it was... Like, a... Like a whole shame, shame box somewhere at your house, which just have like just pages and pages of people fucking in different ways. Oh my god, I I do I do have a shame box somewhere, and the funny thing is, it's still in my parents' house somewhere, and I have not for the life of me been able to find it. One time, my mom caught me with the new pages I had copied in my backpack or whatever. That was like one of the worst days 
ever. I mean, she laid into me about it. She's like, this is this is porn. This is pornography. <laughs> or whatever. That's so funny. It was a three-hour conversation or whatever. And all I could remember thinking at the time is, thank God she didn't find the whole folder. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was the opposite. I So I was like loud and proud with my romance novels. I'll read them in the book, show you the cover. I dare you to say something to me while I'm reading a romance novel. You know you wish you were reading this right now. And my mom was so embarrassed about reading romance novels. She would like, when we were checking out of the library, she'd try to do it all quick and then hide the book. And I'd be like, are you embarrassed about reading a romance novel? And she'd be like, shh. Shut up, Bridget. Shut up. <laughs> you get, get all mad at me. Um, which I still think is funny to this day that she was like embarrassed about it, but reading tons of romance novels. And I was like, I don't think anyone should ever be embarrassed to read a romance novel. First of all, reading is good for your brain. Doesn't yeah. matter what kind. Secondly, yes. who doesn't like a little romance? Some exactly. of the romances are super, have almost no sex in them. So yeah. it's just like reading a regular oh, fantasy or a regular historical novel. It's just they happen to be in the romance section. And then some of them are real fucking crazy yeah. and shit is going down. Yeah. But I think that any of them are good. I need, I, I do need a good story with my romance. I want really good sex, but I want really good story, you know? And it's kind of like, I always use the example of like Outlander because that was one of the first ones I ever read. And the story itself is amazing. Um, and it was my first like introduction to like sex scenes and stuff like that. And I love the sex scenes in it. Actually, now it's been so long since I read it. I don't know how tintillating they are, but it was just like they were good sex scenes and it was an amazing story. And that's why it got made into a show because, yeah. you know, whatever. It's like a sweeping historical fantasy epic. Yeah. And I hate that it gets dismissed like as a romance novel mm-hmm. in quotations. Like that it's not like an amazingly good story. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't have any romance in it, it couldn't stand alone as what it is, you know? Yeah, I totally agree, especially with the people who do fantasy, because like if you look at like um like Tolkien or J.R.R. Martin or any of the other people who've done these big epics, all of them are romance novels. They just don't have and some of them have graphic sex scenes too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know what's interesting is I feel like all of them are written by men, They're so they don't get categorized as romance. Whereas mm-hmm. if it's a female author, it's easier for a female author, especially a first-time one, to get published in a romance section than it is for them to get published in fantasy. I mean, real talk. Which could be not the case anymore, possibly. Well, um, but I definitely think historically it is the case. I have seen a lot of authors now using their initials mm-hmm. and because... In producing audiobooks, I can see what their real names are. And they're all women. Um, but they're using their initials so they get away from that stigma of, oh, this is a woman author mm-hmm. doing this thing. Um, so I think that everybody really knows that that's really what's happening. If a guy writes it, then it's some epic non-romance novel. <laughs> right. It's just fiction. It's just you know? fiction. But if a woman writes it, then it's chiclet. Right. Yeah. Which is shitty. Which but I- the way the world is. Yeah. Um. Let's uh let's help out our people who are just maybe wanting to take a quick skim ride through. Mm. Do a quick skimmer's guide to the cookies and the nookie. The skimmer's guide to the cookies and the nookie. And you will also find all this information in the show notes. So do not feel like you need to whip out a pen. Hop over to the website, romance at a glance forward slash cherish hard. And 
Uh, you can check out all of our notes, all of our recommendations. If you haven't read this book, you can click and get a link to it. Um, if you have read this, we'll have a couple other books that we think you should check out. And for sure, we will also give you the dirty deeds on where to skim to. Yes, girl. All right. So you want to do audio first? Sure. All right. So, uh, well, I guess this works. It's all the same. It's all the same. Because yeah. I'm not giving time to. Okay. All right. So. Uh, chapter 22. That's mm. the first time they almost get down to the Nikki. But it don't happen just yet. <laughs> Which I have to say is kind of a long time for me. Yeah. Um, the only reason I was okay with that is because they had some sexy encounters, like, on the way to there. Yeah. Um, because without those sexy encounters on the way to there, I would have been like, what are we doing in this book? I'm, I'm okay with the like what you're saying with the sexy encounters i'm okay with the author building anticipation if they're i don't really enjoy when it goes from like zero Zero. to a hundred um i like when there's a build-up in that play because i'm in then i'm in it i'm invested i'm like is this gonna be the time oh and is this you know so yes i'm with you on that um when they uh, let's see so chapter 22 i also thought they were gonna get into it but oh no I thought that was such a responsible author thing. It was. I hate in books and movies when people are just constantly fucking and I'm like rampant STDs are just coursing through this whole Raging. society right now. And is no one worried about getting pregnant? Because I can tell you right now, I'm always paranoid about getting pregnant. I'm pregnant right now and I'm paranoid about getting pregnant. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm like everybody here is sharing the same strain of chlamydia. Yeah. What's what's happening? Yeah. You know? And I would never, I, I would never and have never had sex with someone without a condom who I did not see their medical history first. Exactly. Everybody's got to go through the test. Yeah, and I was already on some other form of birth control to protect against pregnancy. So, um, I mean, I I know people who who don't require all of that in their regular life, Um, but they live in dangerously. You know what I mean? Do you, boo? Syphilis is around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, you know? So anyway, so he had no condom. She had had no condom. He had no condom. So I like that. Sometimes in books when there's no condom or whatever, they just end up doing nothing. Yeah. Like, and I liked in this, he's like, no, I got you, girl. You know? Yeah. So so they had a little finger 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 licking good, yes. you know, uh, action. I thought it was super sexy, too. Yeah. I, I was with it. I was yeah. like, this is a nice buildup. And it's, you know, and he was there for her. And it, it like, sometimes I feel like it's about him. And it, this ain't about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we finally get into some good sex. Uh, chapter 28. That's when we get some good condom sex right there. <laughs> you got a condom. He, I don't make the same mistake twice, he says. Yes. Uh, and that's the first time they bang. It's chapter 28. Uh, and then I think again in chapter 31, there's another nice little uh, scene that happens there. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl uh, with the tight uh, up skirt. It's uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite Jamaican song. is like, uh, if she says she wants it, if she sees if she says she needs, don't you keep her waiting? Give it to her, please. Yeah, that's my theme song. It's like, give it what? to me. Give, give it the, give, give it to me. Freak, 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 freak. Yeah. No, I mean if 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 he or she is asking for it, and you're willing to give it. Yeah, you give Consent that. Consent was given. You give that. You know what I'm saying? Then <laughs> don't you keep her waiting? Don't you keep? Don't you keep yourself waiting? Don't you keep her waiting? Don't you keep me as the reader waiting? You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I did, I mean, I'm okay with the tease, but it did happen really far in the book for me. Like, I, I just like it to come in a little sooner or yeah, whatever. Maybe like chapter 15. Yeah. And I wish, and I, I do wish that they had 
like the kink that they had teased actually had come into play during mm-hmm. these scenes, but it didn't. Um, there was and, talk of pink handcuffs. There was mm-hmm. talk of man-sized handcuffs for him. Yep. Not a lot of handcuffing happened. Yeah, and he he talked a lot about taking control of situations, and you don't even have to have any handcuffs. Just that act of taking control and that controlling energy is just fucking sexy. Yep. So um, I just think that I wish that had manifested a little, a little bit more. Definitely. Yeah. I'm with you. But I like the realisticness of their regular life regular kind of job and mundanity of it all. Everybody's like a billionaire. All these books are like, he's a billionaire. Yeah. She was actually the billionaire in this in this book. Right. But like there are all these kind of unrealistic dynamics and this felt really kind of like Yeah, like normal people come home late from work yeah. and like are tired but still want to have quickie and then go to sleep. Yeah. And, it felt it yeah. felt normal and I was like, oh, okay. I'm here for this. Yeah. 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 I thought it was a really good sort of modern romance that again to your point didn't have like a billionaire who runs a global empire seducing some assistant or something and yeah. you're like yeah but that can't be everyone, that can be everyone. <laughs> there's and only like a hundred of those people in the world <laughs> and i'm i'm so tired after 50 shades that every book became that yeah it was like i was like are we so we're not like okay sure yeah <laughs> i'm with you on that one yeah so now that we've uh gone through our sex scenes you should skim too uh, what kind of eggplant situation are we deal with, Shawnee? Um, I'm gonna have to give it like one and a half eggplants. I I wasn't quite at a two, like maybe barely a two, eggplants. I needed a little bit more. More eggplants? Yeah, more. Eggplants. I give it like three eggplants because I did like the dirty talking, and I was like, by the time we got down to it, I was there for it. I was ready. You're ready. I was ready. Okay. I just, but didn't you want just more? Just, Always more. I always more. I always want more. <laughs> no, no matter. Never enough. Never. <laughs> Actually, I did read one of her other books, and I was like, "This is a lot of fucking even for me." <laughs> I'm gonna need you to tell me what book that is later. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this one did not have enough for me, and okay. like, uh, I did like the dirty talk, but that still falls in the one range, like okay. for me, of at, at, at hierarchy, like. Fingering and dirty talk are still in the one eggplant range. Right. Of course, we never even figured out how we're rating eggplants. I mean, I think it's pretty yeah, obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but like the banging is like I'm like okay, how good was the banging? How was the, you know good was this? And I wish they had been a little bit more descriptive in the banging as yeah. well. Like it was all very kind of flowery, like wording. Right. And sometimes I just want to know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Like, what's going where? Yeah. What's going where? And how many times? And how hard? Yeah. How frequently? Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. All right. So you heard it here. One and a half for Shawnee and a three for me because I'm a little bit more of a romantic at heart, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you are. Okay. So let's talk about the audio. How did we feel like our narrator was at reading? Our narrator, Justine O'Keefe. She's actually actually a solid narrator who narrates a lot of things. Um, and... One, I do. I think she's solid. But two, I like that in the audio, she did the New Zealand accent. She did it really well, at least for my American ears. I was like, yeah, that sounds like New Zealand to me. You know, it could have been close-ish, but I didn't know the difference. So, and then it went back and forth between the accent and like having an American or a a very neutral kind of newscaster type accent. Um, And it seemed pretty effortless. Now, I don't know how they do their production and the editing, whatever, but I just like that it would drop in and out. Um, and uh, she did a really good uh, male voice, which 
that's always the thing. If you have a male narrator and he's narrating a woman, sometimes they do these really weird, like, high-pitched type, this is what a woman might sound like type of voice. Um, instead of just something that's kind of reminiscent of a male voice. And she did a really good job to me of doing a reminiscent male voice and not trying to like, oh, I'm Sailor. <laughs> so you knew it was Sailor talking, but it wasn't distracting. Exactly. You knew it was him talking. He also had an accent um, where Issa didn't have an accent or had much less of an accent. She didn't do the uh, um, Icelandic accent for her. <laughs> It it did not read Icelandic for me. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was okay with it being pretty neutral. And having narrated audiobooks where there's all these accents going on, I can understand the decision to be like, you know what? I can't nail Icelandic. One. Yeah. So I'm just going to, yeah. you know, keep it real neutral. Yeah. Uh, so she did. I think she did a really good job of that. So um, I'm here for Justine O'Keefe. Awesome. Well, if uh, if you're one who likes to listen to your romance... Justine O'Keefe delivers quite the read. Quite the read. Um, so I have a couple lines in this book that I have to say are favorites. And I also have one that was my least favorite by far. Um, so I'll just start with one of my favorites and then you can let us know what yours was. Um, I actually liked the first line of the book. I do not know that it maybe led where I was thinking it was going to lead in terms of the volume of sex in the book, but I liked the premise when it started with her ovaries were melting or exploding or something. And I was like, oh, people going to get it all. It's a romance novel. People going to fuck. It's a romance novel. Yo, so that was immediately what I was thinking. I think that same line. <laughs> Right? I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. I was like, this people, this shit's about to go down. I know when my ovaries are exploding, yeah. like, shit is about to go down. Yeah. And I love that. It was because she was, like, kind of voyeuring him as he was working outside. So I was I was definitely like, okay, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that happening. I could see that because I voyeur people all, all the, the time. time. All the time. Like, and, and... The older I've gotten, the worse it's gotten because my my ovaries no longer, you know, are like logical thinking ovaries. They are now like cave woman ovaries. And they literally just want to find the male that will give us the strongest offspring. The breed. That's it. That's all they want. So I find myself looking out of windows, getting distracted. There was workers working on some building that I was like at and I was sitting in a meeting I didn't hear not one damn thing they said in that meeting. <laughs> Homie was like like hanging things, and I could see his back muscles, and I went into another planet. So yeah. yes, the it was really realistic though. <laughs> the ugly from the window. <laughs> um, my other favorite line uh, was like the exact opposite of that one, which is very much about sex. Mine was. He's, like, so earnest. And I was, like, you little earnest romantic. He's, like, I'm no poet, Issa. I can't give you fancy words. But I know what we have is special. It's worth the fight. And I was, like, ah, it's going to love you forever. <laughs> it's going to be the father of your children. He's going to cherish you. The book's called Cherish. <laughs> so that was my other favorite See one. what they did there. <laughs> so that was your favorite? You liked that? that I did like that okay. one. I did like that one. Because I like, you know what, like, at the end of the day, I mean, as much as I do love the sex scenes, and I do, I think a really well-written romance between two characters, like the emotional connection between them, gets me 
just as much, if not more, than just, like, well-written sex scenes. Yeah. Because, like, to your point, like, if they write really good sex scenes, I can skim through the whole book and just, like, read the sex scenes and be like, ooh, those are sexy. But if it's a really well-written book, like, a really well-written connection between the characters, then I want to read all the stuff that's going on in between to, like, see their relationship progress. Um, And I thought this book did a very good job of that. And then, you know, especially when he's, like, choosing her and... Everybody wants to be chosen. I mean, that's true. Um, so that was lovely. I'm I'm less of a romantic. I mean, I'm not really a romantic. Like, I love romance novels, but romance looks much more, much different. Uh, that's poor English. Looks differently for me. Um, and for me, it's like a mental, a, a mental connection that's like some sort of heavy mental energy. So it's not like really the flower, the flowery words per se, but just, like, this intense mental overtaking. It's probably why you like Supernatural ones so much, because yeah. those ones, they always are, like, talking mind to mind, and yeah. they're always, like, the other half of someone's soul, and it's, like, an overpowering whatever. Yeah, and I, I fall into that realm of loving the alpha male, mm-hmm. like, in that sort of thing. Um, my only thing with that is, like, there's books where it's, like, an alpha male, and the, the female is cl- clearly, like, beta beta you know and she's not fighting back and he gets to do whatever he wants i don't like that i, I like the fight yeah. between them but i do yeah. love a good alpha male the tension yeah, yeah you know i agree with that i agree um, with that and uh so that tension for me is like that's where i get like the tingle. that's the tingle that's you the know? tingle <laughs> um so um my my line that was i won't say it's like not my favorite it's not my favorite line it's not my least favorite line. It was just a kind of line that described the sex scenes for me. Okay. Um, and it was, uh, the man was like a sculptor. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> How did I read this with a straight face? <laughs> <laughs> the man was like a sculpture of raw masculinity. All ridges and valleys and skins kissed by the sun. <laughs> and I was, I just, I... I think for me that was like a, the epitome of the sex scenes for me. It was like too flowery. Sometimes I just want, yep. I want to know what's happening. Yep. You know, I get it. He was cut. Yeah, yeah. He was shredded. <laughs> he was shredded. Works outside with no shirt. Exactly. You know. So so yeah. I I, I didn't need it to sound like that. Yeah. That line did entertain me. The the one that uh, I liked it the least, and also I thought was hilarious and. And I hate when I read lines like this because it really, like, snaps me out of it. But it was when she said, Sailor, darling, will you touch me on my pussy? Oh, my God. And I was like, people do not say that in real life. And and they did kind of make it seem like she had never dirty talked before. So she was, like, trying. And he was, I mean, all about it. So it's fine. But I did not like that line. First of all, that line, when that line hit, I was like, what? I was like, what the fuck? Even hearing the narrator read it, I was like... Oh, because you heard someone read it to you. Yeah, that would have been super weird, yeah, too. Yeah, it was so awkward. I yeah. was I was like, it, it sounded like a mother talking. Yeah. Like, oh, darling, will you touch me? Sailor, darling. I was like, Ooh. will you touch me on my pussy? I'm like, nobody says nobody that. Says I'd be that. like, rub that clit, yo. You know what I'm <laughs> Or you just push their head down. Yeah, or you like, no, a little to the left, to the right. No, in yeah. the, okay, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like to, the right, to the right, to the right, to the right. To the right, 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 right. Yeah. Fucking remix. Yeah. They call that the clip remix. Because you can't just give one direction. You have to give constant feedback about what's happening so that we can all get to the same place. The same happy place. And I wish all men weren't knuckleheads, but. But even if you're a knucklehead, like, 
I appreciate feedback. Yeah. Because, like, I would like to know what... Because I, I can't feel what you're feeling. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I can sense some physical cues, but it would be much more helpful if you were, like, squeeze hard or suck hard or lick longer. Yeah. Do this, twist this. I'd be like, I'm down. Okay, great. I'll do all those things. Text nope. my numbers. Let's do it. No problem. Yes. And same I, thing. Like, I feel like if you're not helping your partner help you, like, you're doing yourself a disservice because they can't feel the emotions and the physical stuff you feel. So they don't know that if they went a quarter inch to the left, you're you're going to die (laughs) and be so happy. They don't know that. They just think, oh, you're having fun and I'm right here. So I'm going to stay here because she's clearly into it. But you, I remember being young and having partners that were just silent, you know, like where you're like, so. Are you enjoying it? Is this good? Yeah. Are you you enduring? (laughs) Yeah. I don't like the super. This is not a penance. Yeah. Like, are we, yeah. you know, they're like, no, no, I'm super into it. I'm like, great, that'd be great if you just, you know, verbalize. Vocalize it. Verbalize. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily, I mean, I like dirty talk. I don't necessarily need it to be dirty talk. It could just yeah. be like you laughing or we could be talking. Yeah. I mean, it could be anything. But yeah, if you're dead silent, I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> Hello? Are you, are you are here? You? Am I by myself? Yeah. What? I mean, I love dirty talk, and I, I mean, I love dirty talk, but even if there's no dirty talk, I still need, like, grunts. Yeah, I need some sort of, uh, yeah. ooh, ooh, mm. yeah. yeah, some signs of life. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. definitely need signs of I life. I did have one, I've only ever been with one person who was, like, dead silent, did not last long, obviously, because yeah. I was, like, every time I was, like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then don't you feel like if the quieter they are, the weirder you feel about being, yeah. Either, not only like, verbal, but just, like, making any noise. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, on, why are you so fucking quiet while well, I'm over here making all kinds of noise? I'm hemming and hawing over <laughs> yeah. here doing cha-cha slide. And <laughs> you're just cool. laying there? What's happening? Yeah, I don't, I, it doesn't, uh, that won't ever last long. No. Um, and it's funny because when you actually, like, will tell them, like, hey, so I need you to make noise. That's kind of the funniest thing because you kind of see them later because they're not used to making noise. At certain moments. Thinking it through. Yeah, thinking it through. And so you could be banging and and, and you see the like the light go on in their eyes at some point and they're like, oh, I should make noise now. <laughs> and then they're like, oh. <laughs> and you're trying not to laugh. You're trying to stay in the moment. But nothing like, is happening naturally. Yeah. You're like, okay, let's just wrap this up. Yeah. You're like, oh, hold on. I'm almost done. Almost done. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I also do appreciate to the fact of the almost done. I love it when they're like, oh, my God. Like, they're, like, <laughs> basically telling you, I can hold on no longer. I'm about to come. I love that. Because I, I think that's, it. like, what a flattering thing. Like, <laughs> you push me to the brink, and I'm about to fall over the brink. I love it. But also, we're not done when you're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because you're done doesn't mean we're finished. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, those are our favorite and least favorite lines in this book. Yes. Um. And, you know, one thing that I feel like reading, because you're doing audiobooks and I'm doing Kindle at the moment for this book, is I used to love walking down the aisles and looking at all the cover art of each author's new book. And I feel like there was, like, that visual impact where you, like, I would pick up books all the time and be like, ooh-wee, that is a man with some angel wings and a six-pack. I am about this, not even knowing anything about it. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, you still can see the book jacket, but I don't know that it's, like, exactly the same as when we used to see it on the bookshelves. But that said, 
I still like to still like to look at the cover and the title and uh, and talk about it. What do you think? Uh, so yes, I um I love to look at the cover art, uh, and so not being able to see the cover art like all the time is kind of kind of sucks because I remember like reading a book and then stopping and then looking back at the cover <laughs> or like the inside extra art piece of cover, mm-hmm. you know, that they did. Um, and they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's what he looked like. That was good. That was good. And you go back. Um, so actually sometimes when I'm listening on, on audio, I just by happenstance, the screen is on and it's usually dead in front of my face. So a lot of times I'm actually looking at the cover continuously as, oh, interesting. I'm, as I'm reading uh, even if I'm dazed off or glazed off, I'm usually looking at the cover. Um, this cover, I really um, enjoyed this cover because I always enjoy a man with a shirt off. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I just... I, I didn't just, like the side view, though. I was yeah. like, oh, we're not seeing... I don't see the full back. I don't see the full you don't, chest. Also, the... Uh, the uh, Penis pointers? <laughs> is that not their is that, is technical that anatomical name? I don't know, but I accept it, penis pointers because yeah. that is the shit. I mean, who's the singer? The, How does it oh, who sings that song? D'Angelo. D'Angelo. <laughs> I know he also has penis pointers. <laughs> I love penis Just pointers. naming artists with penis pointers. <laughs> the, naming them all. Yeah. I I love, every woman loved that video because he just stood dead in front of the camera just, and you just thought at any point. I mean, the camera was so close. It, it had his penis pointers. It was so close. It was edge. Also, like he could not have been wearing any bottoms during that. Yeah, because was it was so low. Oh. Like it was the bottom of the frame was as low as you can go without getting like an NCAA rating like, and right or NC seventeen, not NCAA and NC seventeen rating. It was like right before the hair started. Right. You know, you know, I right mean, the hair and he shaved some of it off or yeah. something because. Because it was, I mean, it was there. The penis Whoa. pointers were there. Yeah. And I do love the penis pointers. Yes. I do love uh, no shirt. Yes. Every cover can have no shirt for me. I'm, yes. good, I'm good with that. Yes. Uh, and uh, I like that he looks like he's working outside. Yes. You know, I'm like, oh, I love a man who works. Yes. I also was intrigued by the title, Cherish Hard, because I was like, oh, Cherish, this is going to be like a love story. And then I was like, hard. I was like, someone's about to get down. So I did like the title, too, because I was like, okay. I see what you did here. A man working in the dirt is going to cherish her, but they're going to have some fucking, I'm into it. Yeah. Do you think, but do you think it, it fits? It fits? I thought the cherish hard because it cherishes first. So yeah. I thought it worked. It yeah. worked for me. The yeah. title. Also, because the, t- the, the that cover art was pretty PG. So I thought it all, I kind of feel like it delivered on what I expected. Yeah. So, so I wasn't a hundred percent sure that it wasn't going to be a supernatural be- just because <laughs> Nalini is seeing the so many supernatural. And I've been making a point not to read the synopsis before I, I gotcha. listen, just to go completely like cold turkey into mm-hmm. the story. So I had to adjust expectations like yeah. once it started. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, he's a landscape architect? <laughs> and that's it? But is there an evil guild of gnomes or something? <laughs> What's going on? Does he fly? Does he have wings? What's happening, you know? Uh, so Does he so, bite people at night? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, they're just regular. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So then I was here for the regular story. And then it made much more sense. And I can see that she's going in a different direction with this series. Mm-hmm. Getting out of the supernatural, which, you know, it's the, her growth as an author or whatnot. I don't know that she'll ever. I mean, she's written 30 books. I don't know that she'll ever leave the supernatural altogether. I hope she doesn't. I think this maybe is just like a series she's writing and then she's going to write another supernatural series. Because yeah. she certainly has way more supernatural books than non. 
Maybe she's just over supernatural. Or she's Maybe she out. need a quick break. Just yeah. refresh the old mental cash, you know, and then come I back. I think in. she met a new boo. I don't. I know nothing about her. By the way. <laughs> she's. I mean, I did like that she's from New Zealand and the book is set in New Zealand. Which yeah. I thought was funny because most books I feel like I read are either set in the United States or they're set in a combination of the United States and whatever foreign country makes the most sense for that supernatural creature. <laughs> so it could be like Transylvania, yeah. like it could be France. Kind of Russian. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, like, Romanian, Russian, like, all the vampire stuff kind of, like, sort of sits in that zone. I love a Russian accent. Like, I love love when the narrators do Russian. I don't know. Fucking Russian accents do it for me. Alexi. (laughs) They're all named named Alexi. My name is Alexi. (laughs) I would like to suck your blood. And all your and other things. You. All day. And fuck you. I don't know how they say fucking in, in a I Russian accent. I don't either. Well, we should find somebody to say it to us. Gandila. I'd be like, Gandila, Shami. <laughs> it means, how are you in Russian? Oh, <laughs> I need a Russian in my life. Zdrasutye. Um, anyways. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say about the cover art. Aside from that, I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. It didn't, like, immediately make me say, ooh, shit, I'm going to read this book. But it also didn't make me say, like, nah, I'm not that excited. I was like, okay, I see where we're going. I'll do this. Yeah. I mean, the cover for me, this cover, I probably would have bypassed it. I like, would have, I think, on a shelf. Yeah. On a shelf, yeah. I'd be like, meh, doesn't really tell me much. Let's yeah. keep going. <laughs> um, let's get some second opinions. Let's uh, let's see what the people of the world are saying about this yeah. book, Johnny. What are the what are the, what are are the the people of the world saying? Really? All right. Well, on Goodreads, Cece gave it four stars. And I just thought her, or her, her or his, or we don't know, they Them. Thems? Thems? They's? Thems. I like thems. Thems. Uh, I just thought this was like the funniest, cutest review. Reading this book was like eating fluffy bunnies playing in the woods, and you're just waiting for the fox to jump out and eat one. But there is no fox. This is just a fluffy bunny story. And sometimes that's all we need. So it's light, low angst, fairly mature, sweet, and easy read. The hero's dreamy, and Issa never did anything to disappoint me, even though I kept expecting her to. If you're looking for a sweet, I'll bet a little slow at times romance, this one fits the bill. And I thought that that perfectly summed up the book, the way I felt about it. Yeah. And also the fact that she was talking about floppy bunnies, I just thought was really cute. (laughs) (laughs) I I would say that's pretty accurate. I would agree with that review. Yeah. Yeah. So good on you, Cece. Thanks for writing. So if you guys want your reviews to be featured, uh, drop us a note on Goodreads or on our social medias and let us know what your review is. And we will be happy to check it out for the show. Shani, what do you got for us? All right. So this one, we got two overall, one for performance and two for story. This was written by Carolyn from New York, New Jersey. Uh, She said, sadly, I just couldn't finish it. I was so looking forward to this new series as I'm a huge fan of all things Nalini Singh. But sadly, this wasn't for me. And I only made it to chapter 16 because I just couldn't take the choppy chapters, the internal monologues, and the strange accents any longer. I lost interest in the characters and their storylines. I didn't know if the characters were British, Australian, or what. It was actually set in New Zealand, but the higher inflection at the end of sentences was annoying. Worth a credit? Now I totally lack the skills necessary to write a novella, let alone a nine and a half hour book. And maybe the storyline could be redeemed by a different style of narration. But it is what it is. And that sadly is a no. Not IMO, in my opinion. A credit worthy book. Maybe you'll love it. Maybe you'll 
persevere where I wimped out, or maybe you'll think it's worth a credit. But I recommend you listen to the sample first. Okay. So that's uh, what Carolyn said. Which I, I find interesting because I wonder if if I had been listening, if I would have gotten more bored versus like I read incredibly fast. So I was able to blaze through the first few chapters. And if someone had been reading it to me at a slower speed, then I might have been less interested. So it's kind of an interesting dichotomy maybe between the... Um, the people who are listening versus the people who are reading. Well, so to Carolyn's credit here, I wanted to quit this book too um, by chapter, I think it was like chapter 12. I was like, why did I pick this book? Um, so, so I did feel that way. I actually restarted the book about five times <laughs> to actually get through it. And I got through it because we needed to talk about a podcast um, and in general, I don't leave books unread. Even if they suck, there's something in me that's like, must make it to the end, mm-hmm. since I was a little kid. So I generally will finish a book. Um, in audio, what ends up happening is if a book sucks, I, I stop listening to it because I pick up a new book, and then that one just stays in the queue until I finally decide to finish it, mm-hmm. which tends to sometimes be never. Um, but they're still in the queue waiting. Um, but yeah, I did not. I did want to quit this book. Um And it did take me a few times to get through. And there was quite a few times where I had to rewind and double check what they were saying or how, how, or how what they were saying made sense. Mm. So in that, you know, so I don't totally disagree with Carolyn here. Okay. So in an overall rating of the whole book, what would you give it? An overall rating for me, I would probably give this book about two stars. Okay. I would not read it again, and I don't have any interest in following any of the other characters or stories further in the series. So the other book in this series is about her friend, Nina. Or yeah, she Nina. got on my nerves in this book, so I would not want to read a story about her in another book. Okay. Her arranged <laughs> marriage with yeah. homeboy who, yeah. uh, who she was never going to like, but all of a sudden he's the guy that she really likes. Yeah, I saw that set up. <laughs> yes. And then the other book in the other series, which is kind of like parallel, I guess you could say, is about Gabriel, the ex-rugby superstar. Now, I might be interested in him. Yes, <laughs> I think you would be. Yeah. He is a very interesting. If I was going to recommend of the, the couple that I read surrounding this, I think his book and then uh, the other one called Rock Addiction, I think. So Rock Hard and Rock Addiction. Um, are are much uh, less vanilla and much more sexual Ooh. than this book is. I think you would like those. So well, readers, if you are, we're just giving uh, Nalini Singh's non-supernaturals uh, a, ch- you know, a little trial. Uh, Rock Hard and Rock Addiction are the next ones that I would recommend. So, okay, so I'm going to read Rock Addiction next. Rock Hard is the one with his brother. Oh, rock addiction hard. though is also really good and it has you actually might like rock addiction better okay, now that I'm i think about it, it. knowing your personality it. i think rock addiction because they really get down oh yeah okay right okay. away i just like the title just rock yeah. addiction <laughs> <laughs> really appropriate. he's a rock star <laughs> i do i do like these these there's been a bunch of rock star books that have mm-hmm. come out and you know some of them are done really well some of them are 
really cringe, but but I'm here for it. I'm here for the rock star life. Yeah. I liked that this one, I mean, you'll have to read it, but one thing I did like about Rock Addiction was that they didn't talk about, like, oh, it's so cool to date a rock star. Like, the whole book was, like, about the main woman being, like, worried about his lifestyle and, like, the paparazzi and how that would interfere with her life and how she'd have to move and all this other stuff. And he was worried that she couldn't, like accept the fact that that was a big part of his life yeah. and that that was something that they would have to deal with and that like the paparazzi would invade her privacy and he couldn't keep her like kind of out of the limelight and safe and and that was I thought that was like a kind of a fun because they did enjoy like the perks of him being a rock star yeah um but also the book a lot of the book is about her being oh like scared like not scared but more like wary of falling in love with him because she knows you know, there's groupies all the time who want to have sex with him. And there's paparazzi who are going to, like, try and get pictures of her underwear or whatever. Um, I, I want some groupies who want to have sex with me. I just, I'm not going to have sex with them, but I just want that to be an option. <laughs> I mean, if you were out touring, it'd probably be an option. I'm just saying. Pick of the litter. I don't feel like I would like that, though, because... I definitely would know that they didn't want to have sex with me. They wanted to have sex with, like, a persona. Yeah. So, like, if I was on, even if I was, like, on a TV show or something like that, like, they don't want to have sex with you. They want to have sex with your character. Yeah. And so that would be kind of weird for me. Yeah. But then maybe I'd also take advantage of it and I'd be like, call me Susan or whatever my character's (laughs) name is. (laughs) You nasty. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) On that note, call me Susan. And uh, until next time, we hope that your books are your lover. And your hand is your best friend. Thanks for hanging in with those romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.